Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hi, everyone. My name is Mr. Fruit, and welcome back to the GG Over Easy podcast. In today's episode, we are joined by our guest, Force, which you'll hear Hello. more about from him, his lore his takes on some of video game things and whatnot had some interesting conversations. We talk about one Great about his, his war, of course we talk about the absolute dumpster fire that came out of this week, which is mixer just straight up. Everything. Out. There's like, yeah. you know what, dude, I'm out. He's SpongeBob. He's like, I, right, I'm a head out. Yeah, <laughs> <Okay. I. laughs> which is like, sure, dude, go for it. Um, some more gaming news, drama. As always, we find a way to talk about destiny um there pokemon was some again some pokemon against. drama i swear it's we're just like two trick <laughs> <A> pony pokemon, <laughs> I, a pokemon destiny 2 podcast yeah, don't ask me but we do have a meme of the week uh chosen by blue and i knew exu- exactly which one he was going to choose it's a great one feels bad so for you audio listeners for your video listeners i'll throw it up and for you audio listeners do you, what, this guy's name eric andre eric andre okay i always mm-hmm. forget it it's that meme where he's like looking behind him shooting the the couch and then he looks all befuddled in the second like post except it's it's me on the couch and me also <laughs> shooting myself with my grenade launcher in the destiny video and I'm asking like who who killed me it's just, I honestly there's everyone made literally like 500 comments out of the 1000 on that video are mr fruit you're stupid and like, is, that the dream te- is that the latest dream team? Yeah. And yeah. Like, you killing yourself with the grenade launcher was hilarious. Also, you're bad. Um, if, bro, I'm, I also wasn't memeing it up, dude. I guess I have no depth perception. But it, when you shoot that thing, it doesn't even have a big blast like radius. And then I'm all the way over there, and it's like chunking me for three-fourths of damage. I was like, there's no way this is my grenade launcher. You guys blew it out of proportion, all right? You killed yourself literally three times in a row, and you're like, bro, what? Does the- I think it's a mechanic. <laughs> I think this thing kills you when you kill it. Can someone else test good. it? 
<laughs> I'm just saying, dude. It doesn't make it's sus. That's all I'm saying. Honest mistake. With that, we also want to quickly thank everybody that tuned in to the GCX stream block we had uh, last Friday, raising money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. You guys showed up and donated $145,000. That's a lot of money, and the kids really do appreciate it. We appreciate it. Thank you very much for that. a lot of videos. Earned a a lot (laughs) lot of of content. content. Rust Season 4 will no longer be a meme here soon. So with that, enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. And welcome back to the GG Over Easy episode 44. I'm, but I thought I said two and then you said, actually it is 43. I'm pretty sure it's, yes. (laughs) Episode 43. Hey, hi, how are you? In our 10 episode guest-a-thon, next up here we have Force Strategy. Everybody, hey, hi. I still got, uh, that's not even my name anymore, but it's, I don't blame you because well, <laughs> it's, so I it's know my Twitter go, handle and it's my, yeah. my name's a mess. I saw, right. I know your force, but uh-huh. then I was like, well, what would he, your YouTube like name was for strategy and your Twitter header was for strategy. So I was like, yeah, it's for strategy. I don't blame you. Every, so, everyone, everyone calls me that or force gaming. I guess I, if I were to, pick something i would go just force but it's all equally bad so it doesn't <laughs> no i think it's good force no. is tight. it's a, cool a little name. uh it's a little aggressive i've said before <laughs> i'm not sure if force it wasn't yeah it's it's a little it's a little more self-serious than i would hope to be but i mean all online names are terrible i mean look at you guys like it's not hybrid of like my name like it's and none weird. of them are good none yeah, of them. Ooh, put so. your favorite color in your name Ooh, real original. <laughs> hey, do you like fruit Ooh, yeah. we all know that I've, had, I've had bad gamer tags man i've had some bad like rowdy cool cat like glad that didn't stick around for like yeah. the gamer tag there's a lot of bad ones oh yeah all mine have always been awful too i think back in like the halo xbox days i was like falcon hero or some like just, yeah. that's <laughs> I mean, really high though very 16 year old of me you know what i mean so <laughs> so then i guess well first we should ask so where did force come from um I it I just had picked the name uh when I started in the StarCraft II beta. Um I think that was some, summer 2010. At the time I was like I was going to school part-time and bartending and I was trying to figure out like what I wanted to do with my life and I was like, well maybe I'll join the Air Force, you know. It seems like a Mark. okay division or something maybe less likely <laughs> to get shot i don't know um so that was i just that was just happening at the time it was a consideration and i was and i couldn't come up with my uh gamer tag uh so i was just like uh, uh usaf that was taken and i was like force how about just force and it was available and i was like okay so and then i started making videos and the name just stuck from there basically so yeah kind of Uncle like Sam day. is yeah no yeah, well, I mean Sam's I didn't join proud. so I'm not trying to take any I don't want to get like imposter uh, military person here I, I didn't do I did uh, I did one semester in college of ROTC and dropped out and then I vaguely considered the Air Force that's my closest besides my family members my closest association with the military 
So again, yeah, my... another one of the reasons why I'm like, man, force is just <laughs> a hell of a name, dude. Yeah. My close association, my brother served in the air force for eight years. But that's, mm. that's as far as it gets for anyone in my family. But I yeah. think he would have agreed. Uh, he obviously is totally not biased and would say air force is the best. So <laughs> I'm sure he enjoys the, the tag. Did you just get the name force in the Starcraft beta. And then you're just like, well, I think I, I think it actually wasn't hard at the time because I think by then um, Blizzard had started just adding the random numbers at the end oh, of a name. Right. Yeah. I believe that started with StarCraft II or somewhere thereabouts anyways. So it wasn't even difficult to get a name mm-hmm. at that point. So yeah, and then the YouTube channel. Actually before, I, I feel like I said this on a podcast recently, but it wasn't this one, obviously. Um, before that... before that i was chupacabra gaming that was like my that was my initiation that one's kind of tight that (laughs) they're all bad every single online name is bad i would rather just go by dennis at this point but it's all right (laughs) so i guess strategy before we get into more specifics what's the broad overview how would people know you if they did or if they didn't what do you do give them the elevator yeah 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 so i like i like we just talked about i I, back in 2010 i started the youtube channel i was covering i was just making starcraft 2 videos because i was playing it at the time and i remember watching people like hd starcraft and husky and total biscuit and i was like hey you know what i i would like to try making some videos so i started making starcraft videos i didn't want to just do the commentary because that's what everyone was doing so i was like i'm smart I'll do strategy and <laughs> I'm not smart. What I, I just, what I ended up doing was I would just like go, there were a bunch of uh, SC2 replay sites and you could go and just rip the replays of games of professional players. And I would literally just say what they were doing. Like ah. people, yeah, exactly. I was like, okay, he's got this many number of minerals and he builds this now. And everyone's like, Oh, this guy's a genius. I'm like, I'm just looking at the screen and saying what it is. That's, that's the extent of my intellect there. Um, but one benefit of doing that was that I started to understand what the pros were doing just by virtue of literally lo- spending the time to look at it. So I was like an okay StarCraft player. I remember when they first added ranked, I got to diamond like in the first week. But once everyone started playing and all the good people really showed up, I, I quickly dropped down. But I did put up a YouTube video about how I got diamond in StarCraft hey. in ranked mode. Um, content. You don't get to go into specifics, you know? Yeah. Arrow point. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, so I, I basically from all of that, I ended up like getting some okay views early on on my StarCraft content. Machinima rolled in and gave me that perpetual contract to the sign away my soul for the rest of my life hey um that was, <laughs> but I, that was everybody's goal exactly like, and you saw like a machine with a and like yeah oh this is a big deal oh so so then i started it as a job like i took a break from school i was like well i'm i started getting checks after three that was back in back in that day too in, in the 2010 this? Okay. 20, 2010 2011 um pretty much all contracts that at least that i were aware of you got paid in three month intervals so i like started in the summer i think i I got my first check in december and uh and then i was like fuck it i'm like i'll take a break from school 
I'll I'll still gonna work as a bartender a little bit, but then after like six months of getting checks, I was like, I don't want to, I don't even want to talk to these people. <laughs> I barely drink alcohol, so yeah. I'm done being a bartender. And um, and then I just started from there, and and like my YouTube career has been going ever since, and that's what I've been doing full time, dabbling sometimes in like streaming and different things. And I've covered various games, like it started with StarCraft, and then I covered a bunch of Diablo three. There was a time where I play a lot of MMOs just personally. So I've covered various MMOs like Elder Scrolls Online over the years. That was a big one. Um, covered a bunch of other Blizzard games because I've always been a Blizzard fanboy like Hearthstone and Heroes of the Storm. Those took up huge swaths of time. And then I got a huge bump when Overwatch came out and I made a lot of videos. I got a lot of new subscribers during that. And that was a great time while I was enjoying the game. But then after... Same. After about a year and a half, I, I just i I was so sick of it, and I was i and I kind of pigeonholed my channel at that point into making Overwatch videos because it, it had been all I did for a year and a half. So these hundreds of thousands of subscribers that I had from that, all they knew was Overwatch. All they cared about was Overwatch with some remnants of the years before. And then one day, I'm just like, I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> so I just stopped doing Overwatch videos and channel took a hit in like regular consistent viewership um but i've kind of just been doing what i want since then and covering the things i'm interested in and it's it's more or less working out you know some months are better than others but i'm also very fortunate that i uh like two years ago i i signed with an agency that's like actively looking for sponsorships and that has it's honestly been a godsend because Mm -hmm. youtube revenue can be so all over the place like you can have a fantastic month and make no money. And I, I know people hate YouTube sponsorships, but I there's a decent chance if I wasn't getting YouTube sponsorships that I would just be doing something else with my time right now, um, which I would be fine with. I really love YouTube and I want to keep doing it. I love gaming. And it's even though it's been 10 years of making videos about video games, and I'm an old YouTube man at this point at 34. 10-year badge, man. I think yeah. they should get, like, all active. <laughs> like, like, on Neopets, everyone had, like, a badge for how long they were doing. They should get, like, YouTubers, like, an active badge. I'm pissed at Su- Susan. Is that her name? The YouTube Suzanne lady? Collins, yeah. I haven't got a single plaque. <laughs> I got one plaque from YouTube ever. Nothing. There's nothing to put on my walls. So wait, I am. Um... Yeah, no plaques. Probably because I move a lot, but still, oh. that's on you. Yeah, somebody <laughs> else has a couple plaque just sitting there with the Force <laughs> Gaming plaque, like at like, their apartment. Exactly. Like, exactly. This is tight, but like it's, like, more. it's like my place. Then. It's probably <laughs> in her office. She gets all the returns, but she sticks on her wall. You never it's get like, another one. Gaming. <laughs> another one. <laughs> I. I was the same way. So, well, I got my 100,000 and then I got my million, but I kind of got boned because while they were sending my million, they like redid the million button and it was way cooler. Uh, Oh, and they're way cooler now. Yeah. And annihilated. They never. Where is it? He doesn't even know. Like something like that, like people strive for their whole lives, like a mo, like talking about it. Where is it? That's a good question. <laughs> it was hanging up in my last office, but I'm. Where it's like, somewhere. Now he realized he's like, Wait a second, I yeah, I actually it. have no. I, I yeah, you I don't was, care that much, fruit. Come on. I was gonna. Well, because it's scuff. Anyway. Yeah. And then well, I did a second. To be honest, you have like a you have like 
you have now the limited edition version. At one point, oh, that might actually yeah. be. You know what I mean? Because it's like oh, out of print and all that. You got yeah. the beta rewards. You participated in the alpha. <laughs> exactly. No, I missed out. I was supposed to take a hot knife and cut it in half. <laughs> oh, God. And then I, I could have cashed that. in, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I got a second channel up to 100,000 too. And it's been there a while, but I've never been contacted about a plaque for that. So I, I don't know how it works. I mean, like I don't really care. It's all just it's, a pat on the back at the end of the day. Like yeah. a, I like I appreciate the sentiment and everything, but I'm I I just care less about like stuff nowadays. Like I have boxes and boxes of all the different gamer swag that I've gotten over the years, and most My epic YouTube game most epic YouTube gamers will get that shelf from Target and fill it up <laughs> with all the junk that they've gotten from different PR firms, and I just. I don't ca- I don't want that target shelf. It folds over every time you move because it's a piece of trash and it's like put together with nails that are micro thin. And I just I just don't. I'm a, hat and a black t-shirt. What more do you need? You know yeah, I mean? exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's a good way to live, I think. But hey, in, preach, so. in their defense, some of them are IKEA. So Yeah, true. Yeah. Blue, have you gotten your badge? Aren't you like a one? I did get my badge. It was tight. Literally, and and these guys have been working on it for so long, and like I just get like the most low effort badge possible. (laughs) I got it for free. No, so I I mean the way I see it is like you always hear those stories of like my dad has been with his company for fifty years, retired, and he got a watch. Like that was their like Thanks for 50 years. Here's a $20 watch. My dad's worked at United for like, I think like 35 years or something like that. And for like 35 years, he got like a letter and sung, a pair of sun, uh, like a sunglasses voucher for like 100 bucks. He, he got one free flight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he gets go. free flights all the time. But that's he, good. Yeah. Do you get to piggyback on that? Because that's real for nice sure, for yeah. It's conventions. called like flying standby. Yeah, so uh, I just fly standby whenever I do events. But, like, standby is cool, but it's also, like, you could be stuck at the airport for nine hours in Los Angeles or something yeah. like that if the flights are booked. So, like, sometimes I, like, buy my flights, like, if it's to, like, a smaller airport to, like, San Diego or, like, San Antonio kind of airports where out of Denver they maybe do maybe two or three flights out of, like, really small airplanes. So it's, like, trying to get a seat in there when you're not – because, like, with – it works as seniority. So if he was with me, I would be higher on the list. But because I'm not with him, I rank lower, like on the list of like how it works. Uh, so are you just like a, a normal person on standby then, or is yeah, it? I'm just like a normal person on standby. I uh, kind of get his seniority. So like if somebody else is going to battle, I like to do it. It's like, oh, my dad's worked for 35 years. I get his years, <laughs> and then like this lady over here, her dad's been working for 22 years. So it's like I get a little higher than her because my dad's worked there longer. That's good. Get destroyed. Yeah. So I I try, but normally I like buy my flights if it's to a small airport, but if it's like to LA or something like that, I fly standby all the time. I, I, we saved like so much money as a family. I, I didn't realize how like expensive flights were until I started going to conventions. My dad's like, yeah, I can get you a flight there and back for like $350. Like even like, even that is super cheap. Like, Mm -hmm. and I'm like $350. Like Robert, do you realize how much money we saved? Like flying as a family of four. Like all the time on standby, he's like, we've saved like hundreds of thousands of dollars on how much we flew when we were. Hey, here. if you're trying to fly affordably, now is the time. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, but like now with like, thankfully he's a mechanic, so like even though the planes barely hold anybody, they still need to be like updated and like fixed and all that kind of uh, stuff. That's good. That's good. yeah. So we were looking at because well, we're supposed to be getting married in a month and a half, and then our honeymoon was going to be beginning of September. And we were going to go to Tahiti, 
but Bora Bora, I believe. That's in Tahiti, right? Is that like the, sure. where it's like where it's like the typical like background screensaver of a beach where it's like the blue water, <laughs> the huts on the water? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like, she's like, "Where do you want to go?" And you're like, "There." <laughs> I, I pull, I pull up my desktop. Saver. There, <laughs> <laughs> those green rolling hills. Let's go there. Um, so, are you are, are you booking your flights yeah. now because it's super well, cheap right now? Or well, that's well one. So problem is. We did it through like a whole honeymoon package, whatever, and through this Ooh. thing, whatever. Well, like <laughs> you got deals, yeah, and we then, get yeah. it. You're married, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the traveling restrictions. Um, they won't even let people come in, um, especially Americans right now. So we didn't have the choice, and we can't get our money back. So all we have to do is just push that date out until next year sometime, and hope we can actually go. But so we want to take like a mini honeymoon, still do something. But we were looking at places and even just flights. And right now, they're not cheap still. We were looking. It's like. Really? It's kind of going back. I guess it depends. We were just, just the other week, uh, Kate and I, my wife, were just like, we heard Las Vegas opened up. And we're like, well, let's just, let's see like what's going on. And we were looking at like hotels on the main strip. Like you could stay at the Paris for $35 a night. And, and like a hundred dollar round trip flights, uh, we, we're up in Maine. So from Boston International Airport to Vegas was yeah, like a hundred dollar round like trip. I was like, we could go on a week <laughs> vacation for like two hundred bucks. Like, yeah. you know, we'll get be careful, coronavirus and all that stuff. Make sure we're taking all the precautions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Like that's not yeah. a. Even if you were just go there to like hang out at the pool and hop into the. I pull some slot machine levers or something for a couple of minutes. I just I sit know. at the blackjack table all day. That's all yeah. I'm doing. And maybe go to a show. I oh, know there's probably no shows actually. Not probably not a lot of shows. Yeah. Well, so. I remember, oh. I remember seeing the video of like the day Vegas opened up and it was on the floor. Oh, yeah. Just no mask. Yeah. No, like, no one has masks, no gloves, just piles of people. And I was just like, I saw somebody with <laughs> here a mask we go again. Like, like slot yeah, <laughs> And they had like a cigarette on the side of like their uh, like nature mask. finds a way. Like, well, I don't know. We don't we don't need to go into it, but I I've been seeing some graphs recently, and those things are spiking back up. So that's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of a fall. I'll say that well, much. I'll just say this: it's funny where people are like second waves hitting. What people don't realize is never left it's not us. a second wave. <laughs> if here. it never finished, they have to go like this. But right now, it's like whoop. I remember when we first talked about the coronavirus and we we're like talking about like like what the statistics were. Oh, it's were. not even going to be that bad. And it's like, it's so much worse than you can it, imagine. It, it is like, so bad. Like it used to just be on the back burner of my mind. And I was just like, oh my God. Well, because like, we went to PAX South and that was like the last practically, like, yeah, like right before everything just kind of. Yeah. I didn't yeah. think about it. Like honestly, like not in even that kind of regard. I went. I went to PAX East when they started talking about like things shutting oh, down. That's right. That's I was very nervous to go into well, Boston. Right. <laughs> yeah, I I was rightfully nervous. Yeah, I thought I thought they canceled East. Did they not? They still had it. No. Yeah. It I, it was. I think it was. Yeah, they God. still had it. it you could probably bad. you could probably check up the check out the dates, but I believe in my memory it was a few weeks before like shutdowns really started actively happening. PAX East 2020 was February 27th through March. Okay, 20th. yeah. So yeah. so March was when they started to yeah. nail like things down. March. 
But like we had gotten reports that someone had it in Boston. There was like a student, and I was. I, it was <laughs> it was a risk. I didn't get sick, fortunately, and no one around me has gotten sick, so I didn't like catch it and then show no symptoms and then spread it to people. But I, it was still. I'm not going anywhere with lots of people anytime soon. That's, yeah, I can't really. Everything's pretty much canceled. Yeah. But well, yeah. not around me. No, you you would think it's <laughs> just. I was <laughs> Woo! Our county is just like where are you? We're in um in by Denver and in this oh, okay. specific county. Like Denver, the county it's of like Denver. Boomer county. It's yeah, like... the, the like rich uh yes. like upper middle class white people yes. county yeah. is where we are. Mm-hmm. And everybody's just like, bro, it's fine. Let's just reopen everything. We don't... And that's what we're doing, and I'm just like... I'm not sick, so the virus doesn't exist. It's just like, like, what what are we doing? I don't get it. But thankfully here, like in Fort Collins, it's actually really... Like, everybody's normally where I go, I see masks. Like, I see everyone being pretty proactive here, thankfully. Mm. Well, and then there's Texas, who just took it to a (laughs) statewide level. Yeah, blew it And it's the worst... Because here in San Antonio, we were like on it. Like we had like maybe maybe like three, four cases a day for three months. We had below 3000 cases and then we were killing it. We were doing great. They were like, yeah, there's like no community spread. We have like no hospital low. Just keep staying at home. And then our governor was like, yeah, so like like don't wear masks like don't even care dude like just go eat restaurants like it's fine dude like obviously you're gonna be great just go eat somewhere and lo and behold in a matter of two weeks we are at like we have doubled our cases that we had over the course of three months so and now it's like hey, we might have God, to shut everything dude. down again it's like exactly <laughs> i just Man, I, we in the first place i absolutely love just all of the like the memes that are like coronavirus be like and then just showing someone super ecstatic like strutting (laughs) into the room or something like that it's it's they've been so funny like i like when it's like it can't last that long and it's like a picture of like a 2008 toyota corolla like (laughs) (laughs) yeah no so the world is a crazy place right now 2020 is not slowing down but hopefully every year gets crazier right it's really just it's really just social media right now every day we see all of the world's problems in our face every single bad thing that happens everywhere we're constantly plugged into Uh, i'd be very interested to see if coronavirus had happened in like 2005 or like somewhere around that kind of era before like a social media or like technology was like how it is today it'd be really interesting to see how yeah of course of course the event wouldn't be any different oh but just yeah like but like people's interpretation of everything yeah, like yeah exactly one of i don't know if this is like a hot take the internet is great and it gives everyone a voice but i don't think everyone's voices needs to be heard you know what i'm saying <laughs> like some people you keep it within your own little community but i'm talking on on each side everybody like it just everybody thinks that what they know or want to say now is just like the end all be all, and that's really just not the case. We don't need to even, hear a lot of this stuff. Even more than whether or not, even more than ev- whether or not everyone's voice needs to be heard, um, you don't need to be synthesizing everybody's opinions either. That's like such a bad like, place to be in. I've been taking such a break from so I, I go back and forth, but I've I've been tr- proactively trying to take a break and step away from social media as much as possible because 
I'll, I will just like, I will find hours disappear and then I'm like depressed <laughs> and nothing good comes of it. It's not like this was a proactive use of time and I did something like it's one thing to uh, find out something's happening and then like do something about it or try to try to be a positive force for it. And there's certainly a lot of that going on right now. Right. But it's another thing to just be inundated with like every single bad thing that's happening and then just like stew in depression because of it. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a good way. It doesn't help. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help anybody else. Any of the causes that need fighting for, you know what I mean? So yeah. I I'm trying to like uh, just news in general. I'm trying to approach it with a filter. Well, be like, I will talk to people who will no doubt really tell me what's going on. Mm-hmm. And the most important things I will engage in, or at least think about. But if I'm just scrolling through Twitter, just every single bad shit, thing that's happened to everybody i spend all you know so i've wasted too many days and not had a positive use of that so social i've just i'm taking a break from social media Mm -hmm. i'm not telling anyone else what to do but well i i've done that with facebook with like my family when you just see family like posting just some stuff on facebook oh my god that's a you don't you don't i cannot do that anymore you think you know people i hate (laughs) oh my god man if my dad goes you never post you never post it's like i don't post that site sucks. Like, all <laughs> like you go, like boomer fucking God, families dude. sharing videos of whatever. Not even them. political. Like you post, like, "Hey guys, Corona bad," and then they'll be like, "Oh, I bet you believe in Corona, snowflake." And it's like, "What? What? How does that even? Mm-hmm. Nothing." And then, has that, to do and then it's with like that. Beatles, nineteen seventy-five on the roof. It's just yeah. like just, <laughs> just they don't make bands like, like this yeah. anymore. Only real like, talent. It's, I'm so old. I, I don't go on Facebook. I don't post anything on Facebook. Hey, well, you know what? Just to wait, not too long from now, Facebook's might be the only uh, gaming streaming <laughs> yeah. platform, so you'll have no choice but to be there. <laughs> that Speaking is, of Facebook, yeah, that's an, an excellent segue. Yeah, Ooh, man. into probably the biggest news this past week was There's been messes, and that was a yeah. mess. And Mixer just straight up tweet out like, "Yo, guys, Facebook bought us. Like, we out." Well, and okay, did Facebook buy them or did Mixer or buy go out to them or whatever? Say like, yeah, I think they different. Yeah, I think that I've I've been actually reading a lot about this because I have a video that I'm editing right now Ooh. talking about it. But uh, apparently, so obviously Mixer was failing, right? Like they were they were the statistics that came out from I don't remember the name of the web Stream Elements, maybe it was earlier this year and they're like hey everything's on lockdown streaming is booming like year over year viewership was up over a hundred percent i think facebook alone had something like 230 some odd percent increase in viewership from the year prior uh and everybody was up except well mixer was up but it was by like 0.02 percent and that and that's with everybody staying at home so we could assume that the world events not being what they are mixer would have been down year Even over worse. year yeah. yeah and with all the money they spent on talent like paying some 30 odd million to ninja 10 million to shroud all the other streamers uh is it goth goth is that the Destiny guy gathalian yeah um i'm sure he got a decent chunk of change and like probably many others that i can't think of of the top of my head all the money they spent on the platform seeing no growth at all they just decided this is not working. Although I will say I am astonished that they do are doing it now because they have a new console coming out. They have some big games like Halo Infinite that they could try to piggyback off of for viewership. That's and what like I thought. Mixer yeah. integration. Yeah. Or... And they have nin- they had Ninja 
And Ninja has the biggest Halo guy. Exactly. So you could assume that they could have pushed some viewership there. And probably the biggest thing of all, again, I'm making a video on this, so I'm fresh on the topic. Sorry Sorry for diving. No, Um, this is great. The biggest thing of all is that they're rolling out xCloud this year. So like xCloud is their streaming service, kind of similar to Stadia, although the hope is that it will perform better because Stadia. (laughs) Yeah, Stadia has been a dumpster fire, uh, I think primarily due to just like, Nope. Who wants to? You have to pay she full price for the to streaming the games. Like it's well, it's just it's just a bad it, it, whatever. There's a lot of reasons why Stadia isn't working, but but they they were going to have something comparable in like functionality. But the biggest thing that Xbox had going for them was the Xbox Game Pass service, right? Where yeah. you get you you pay like fifteen dollars, whatever the price is, you pay a monthly fee, and you get access to like a hundred plus games and. Everyone was assuming, and I, I, it may have been confirmed by this point, I'm not sure, but that, that xCloud was going to be bundled with that service. And so basically you could pay a monthly sub and stream like 100 plus Microsoft games from anywhere. And you could just put that in Mixer. So you could be watching a stream and watch someone play whatever, uh, GTA 5, and then click on a button and st- start playing that game instantly. No downloads, no patching. No, like the pr- the promise of it is good, minus all the issues with like latency problems, mm-hmm. uh, making the gameplay feel weird, and artifacting from streaming. And you know, there's a ton of potential issues. But kind of the dream of it, like the ideal scenario, is pretty freaking cool. Like game streaming could be pretty awesome for a bunch of reasons. So the fact that they didn't wait until that happened, it just blows my mind. Like. I feel like that could have been a huge push to get people to go to Mixer once xCloud was fully out and operational. But maybe they just were like, we've tried so much at this point that like, yeah. there's nothing we can yeah, do. It's not like, working now. Just, and... Like, because Mixer's a meme, you know, Mixer, like in, in, in terms of like Twitch and stuff like that, it's always like, oh, going to Mixer, like, <clears throat> like, like, it's just, yeah. Like, and I don't know if that, because I feel like Facebook gaming was almost taken more seriously than Mixer was as soon as it was announced, which was weird to me because Mixer had been kind of on for years and stuff like that. Yeah, but. it's it's weird because I feel like the type the audience that watches Twitch had like would be more interested in watching Mixer than going to Facebook gaming. Right. Because Facebook gaming just feels like a, a different world. But the, and- the the advantage the advantage that Facebook has is it's Facebook. And there's like a trillion people on the platform. Mm -hmm. So Facebook isn't going to really get viewers that are interested in the kind of community and stuff that you get on Twitch, Mm -hmm. but they, they have their Facebook viewers. So if they can take some of those people and get them interested in watching game streaming, um, they could be huge. And they have been, like I said, they have like 200% growth year over year um, earlier this year from that stream elements report. So it's pretty huge. And that's the other part. I'll shut up because I'm, I know I'm talking a lot about this, but that's, I think that's the other thing that I, I also realized, you know, I just talked about why didn't they wait until they rolled out xCloud and, and then tried to push Mixer with that. I think they feel like the, the, like, the user base is so small on Mixer that that would actually harm xCloud. Now xCloud is rolling in. That's part of this whole deal. xCloud is rolling into Facebook gaming. So that functionality uh-huh. just, that I just talked about of people getting to watch a stream and then click on a button to stream that game instantly, that will happen on Facebook. So Microsoft probably thinks, well, there's not many people on Mixer, but there's a ton of people on Facebook and Facebook gaming is growing. 
So instead of throwing our xCloud service onto our plat- our own platform, and yes, but it's not doing that well. It's not even it's barely growing. Let's put it onto Facebook, which like everything, all the reasons that I mentioned, Facebook, there's just more people there. So yeah. I th- they probably thought it had more. They probably thought that xCloud Mixer Mixer was done. And they probably thought that xCloud's future would be better, not tied into a sinking ship that was their live streaming platform. When you when you put it that way, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. It's sad that they're like, guys, we have this new thing, but if we put it with our thing, it's going to suffer. So we just got to give up. Right. Now, pardon our dust while we go to this ad break. We were just, we, you know, we were flowing in the conversation. I didn't want to break it by saying an ad break. Maybe I'll start doing this more consistently. Uh, but but here's an ad break. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. See, and now nobody has to watch my video because I just basically <laughs> no. said everything. No, I'll go for the <laughs> production value, yeah. It's funny. Um the but but i mean it is kind of at the same time though like a bold move that maybe they had to make with your reasoning that like okay maybe this isn't going to work but we maybe we've invested even more maybe into the x cloud we believe in x cloud and we believe it can be this great thing but we're already going to handicap it if we release it on mixer rather than facebook gaming yeah. so I'm assuming that that's, I mean, and the, one of the things that's like all the technology and losing a new streaming platform, all that stuff aside, the thing that really sucks is everyone who got screwed over. In yeah. This. That was the worst. Which seeing, is a yeah. lot. seeing literal staff members like say, yeah, we didn't know about this either is like, man, 
Yeah. But like- I, I couldn't even imagine. Like, literally, what was probably five people in a room were like, yeah, we should probably just cut the cord. And then, like, those are the only five people that knew about it. And then she's like, yeah. hey, by the way, social media manager, who probably was also just finding out about it, social media manager can you post about how we're closing mixer and I go to facebook <laughs> and the social media managers were like what the fuck what the yeah. fuck as they're typing it that's the worst uh so, i feel bad for the streamers but the employees who worked for mixer who thought they had like a stable job because you go into streaming like you know anything can happen and it still sucks but like actual employees who are like damn like i'm gonna lose a job here i mean I that I- over Everyone working at the service is still around for a month. It closes, I think it's yeah. like the twenty second of July. But you know, everyone who's employed by Microsoft working at Mixer is like scrambling, like to do. I still have a place somewhere else in Microsoft. Can I get transferred over yeah. to Facebook Gaming, or do I need to look elsewhere? And then all the streamers that got caught off guard, like I saw a ton of posts online, people just breaking down. These streamers who got banned from Twitch moved over to Mixer, built a community, and now Mixer's gone. Um, um, And then on the flip side of that, you have Ninja and Shroud. Who are just like... Who just cashed out. Yeah, they're like... Okay. Ninja, Ninja reportedly collecting thirty million on the buyout. Jeez. Shroud Shroud gets ten million, and now both of them are free agents. And someone will pay them numerous millions they to get now to do move the, to their platform. They get to do yeah. the same dance again. Yep, they're going to be bidding between. <sighs> well, they turn that. That's the crazy. That's probably the craziest thing of all. Apparently, both of them turned down double um, the offer. Right? 60, yes, double the offer. Imagine just being at the point where you're just like, nah. I don't I mean, think I'm going to take that 15 million from you. That, you just have fuck you money at that point, you know? Exactly. I mean? Yeah. Why you do I whatever you want. Fuck you money. You know? Yeah. I mean, that can you you just throw that in an investment account, even like low stakes, and you're you can live off interest for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Like very, 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 very comfortably. Mm-hmm. Very comfortably. Your your grandkids can also live off of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So so I mean that also though that goes to prove the point that there's. uh like such a stigma or just Facebook gaming doesn't have the appeal um, to like the hardcore gaming audience. All of the normies on Facebook uh, who (laughs) play Madden every year. No offense, Madden fans. I don't mean to shit on you, but you know, just like the people who aren't really tuned into like gaming culture or gaming news who just play games on the peripheral or whatever that word is. (laughs) Um, They might, they might check out Facebook gaming, but like, the fact that they would both turn down double the amount of money to um, stream on Facebook gaming just says, I, I think Crazy. it speaks to, yeah. yeah, I think it speaks to just like there's, they don't really want to be there <laughs> that much. Yeah. Well, isn't Facebook gaming, or at least it was a little while ago, I haven't checked, but like majority of their views are mobile games, right? Because I feel yeah, like so, that was the case. Oh, okay. So full disclosure. I guess it's okay because I've kind of been shitting on them. I streamed with <laughs> Facebook Gaming for a year. I took oh. an exclusivity contract. I was like, I, I've never really been a huge streamer. I just like stream occasionally. And there have been periods of time over the 10 years where I've streamed more consistently than others. But like two years like ago, <laughs> yeah, two, two, <laughs> two years ago, I was, I was streaming semi-consistently on Twitch. My uh, YouTube was doing good. And they they reached out with an offer. They said, move from Twitch over to here exclusively, your YouTube stuff, whatever, do what you do. And um, they paid me a decent amount of money. I'm not making millions or anything, 
but they paid me a decent amount of money to be there for a year. And it was a mess to say it the least. I, I know it's improved a lot over time. Like some of the big concerns when I started, which was shortly after they rolled out Facebook gaming, I think there was two waves. I think Facebook gaming, like they started signing partners in January. Um, uh, I think it was 2018 that I did this and not 2019. Yeah, I started in the uh, summer 2018. So I believe it was early 2018 that they started signing partners for the first time. I came in midway through the year in June with a year contract with them. And like the user ability was really bad. I think even now, if you go to their website, which is fb.gg, there's just something about like the flow and the presentation of their streaming stuff that isn't that great from a user experience. On the back end, it was even worse as a streamer, like the functionality and the things you had access to, analytics and everything. Um, it just wasn't great. I, don't, I believe the bit rate, the max bit rate was low enough to be like annoying because from what I was used to on Twitch. Um, and then also the viewership was just a mess because basically the way it worked is a lot of the viewership on Facebook gaming, to your point, like it is a lot of mobile, but even more so like the viewers that you get were all based on their algorithm of the scrolling. So I don't mm -hmm. use Facebook very often, but people who do will know there's this whole feature of you scrolling from one feed to the next. And basically they would slot you into those scrolls. And so you'd be streaming to like, I'd be streaming to like 200 viewers and then it would be 2000 for like five minutes and then it'd be a hundred. And it was just, there, there was just such a roller coaster. There was no consistency, no reliability. It seemed very hard to build an actual audience. Like I vividly remember I was, we were on a vacation and I was still trying to stream a couple of times uh, throughout for like a couple hours. So one day I was streaming. Um, I don't even remember. It was, it was a popular game at the time, but I think it was Fortnite or something. So one day I was streaming Fortnite and I got like uh, 50 viewers or something for the two hours that I streamed. And then the next day, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't, whatever. I'm getting no viewers. I'm going to stream Age of Empires 2. I had like 3,000 concurrent, concurrent viewers instantly for the entire stream. <laughs> I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no consistency here. Like how, you're telling me there's that much of an Age of Empires 2 like audience on Facebook? That's like, it just, so, so basically what clearly happened is like, I got slotted. The Facebook algorithm said, you're getting a ton of viewers today. And then it, it was just, it was fine. Like it wasn't, I know it sounds, I'm making it sound as horrible as possible, but you know, it was a website to stream games. It was decent enough, uh, but it definitely, it felt miles behind. And I'm sure it's come a long way since I left in uh, halfway through 2019. I'm sure it's improved drastically. I would imagine it looks like it has, at least from the outside looking in. Uh, but it's just it's i think it's still very far behind um, what twitch has and even what uh, even what youtube has and that's the other thing that really sucks about this i didn't spend much time watching it admittedly but everyone always says that mixers like stream quality was super crisp like in terms of went, like, like I, I i've been told like just visually they and the performance of the site was really really good but again mm -hmm. i'm not intimately familiar with it so but the problem was uh, they had like great bit rate encoding settings, all that kind of stuff. So streams would run really great. But the problem is, like you mentioned with even Facebook, like UI alone can turn off so many people. And yeah, you go to Mixer, exactly I didn't go, yeah. And you would click on someone's stream, and it was like a carnival. Like you didn't know what was going on. <laughs> like 
bright big like and your entire screen something would pop up and pew pew and like the and like stickers floating everywhere and then everything's animated like it felt like everything was trying to distract me from the stream itself yeah and then just nothing it wasn't coherent it's just if somebody wants to compete with twitch which i think is completely viable i still think that space isn't dominated and i think is easier to crack into than we see with like youtube and vod content because just the as we know just the upkeep and server capacity alone for something like youtube is the reason we almost don't have any competitors because it's just like no one can take that on if google's barely able are they even cash flow positive yet i don't i think so maybe like last year but they're in the red Mm. forever but with with live streaming i think it's a little more manageable and a little more friendly for competitors to try and get in but it just seems like someone new tries to come in and it's like bruh like i don't you're out of touch yeah i don't i don't think it's gonna happen but like i think there might be shifts it's possible that there's shifts now we have twitch youtube and facebook those are the three game stream platforms maybe we'll see a, a swapping between who's number one um I think both YouTube and Facebook could potentially overtake them because they've got these massive non-live streaming audiences mm-hmm. um, that they could hope, hopefully for, for their sake, they could put them in. But now that Mixer happened, now that Microsoft, who's really big into gaming, came in and they couldn't make it work, I think starting from scratch without a pre-established user base like Facebook and YouTube both have, it's not going to happen. Who yeah. for streamers? Who's going to take the chance? If Microsoft failed, who's going to take the chance on like pretty much anybody else? Like you're well, going to devote your. I, it's it's just crazy. The thing you, I've always said about the difference between like Twitch and like Mixer and Facebook is, is like Twitch has like a built-in culture. You know, like there's like Pog Champs and like there's a Twitch culture that's there, and like people understand that. Yeah, you can't buy that. Yeah, when you no. go to Mixer or something like that, you lose all of that you know you lose everything and then you're at a carnival show like christian said and it's just like a lot yes, taken i think i know. think i think as important as culture is it's not like what defines if your platform will succeed or not because you know twitch culture is a meme right and it's part of what makes it so interesting but uh, what force says is like starting from scratch is like the difficult part because microsoft has no giant social platform that already the people already use facebook huge social platform everyone uses facebook uh hey check out the streaming thing oh sure why not i'm a boomer i love candy crush uh, yeah. <laughs> it works <laughs> and then youtube is youtube right everyone is already on youtube youtube is just just the amount of hours of watch time is obviously going to translate to people. Oh, my creator streaming like my favorite youtuber oh i'll absolutely watch here and then and maybe they don't have the culture of oh look at the kappa memes haha uh kek w kek w frank or phase z none of that matters because at the end of the day people are still watching on this site that already had people watching to begin with and i just don't see yeah i just don't see anyone else coming in and saying hey there's this new stream dead yeah it's just, I, dead. It's, just it's hard and i'm I, I i'm trying to think if there's any existing website that has a user base that could get into streaming and i don't TikTok. know TikTok. 
Yeah, yeah, that, I guess. What's so. that? What's that one uh, view, video website like Vimeo? Vimeo, Vimeo, yeah. yeah, maybe them. You know, yeah. I don't know. They, they've been around. I don't know when they they've started. They've been around forever. But if, yeah, it feels like they've been around as long as YouTube. Maybe longer. I don't know. I don't. But I no. It's not yeah. gonna <laughs> They're the it's closest not competitor YouTube's ever seen, and even then, it's like the comparison is okay. So I'm on Facebook reluctantly and uh, and by the way the first thing i'm so sorry which disney villain are you is like the first thing i see so and then then the next my uncle got captain hook if you know, oh, good for then, your uncle uh, somebody got hacked and now i was trying to sell louis vuitton and birkenstock for globe I, I hate facebook how do i get to facebook gaming that's, F- what, like, I, that's F- what i don't yeah get. i've never good understood question. that with facebook or i do not know how to get to facebook gaming is there no obvious thing on on facebook.com no, i see robert home create my friend request messages notifications log into other account and a question mark i and don't know dude I, I have no idea how to get there oh explore okay but maybe maybe that's the thing maybe they just haven't maybe they're still waiting to like shift the ui to push it into the forefront but they've been building momentum as much as it blows my mind uh they've been building momentum they've been growing so which is more than mixer could have said <laughs> really though like- yeah well the the crazy thing about mixer to me too is you you weren't even able to capitalize on literally having a giant console that you could plaster your streaming platform on yeah like right in the dashboard, they could be taken, and sometimes they did. I know there were certain things we could see streams, and you couldn't even like get something going with that. that. I know. I wonder if they. I'm. I'm almost surprised. Maybe this is the case. Maybe they did do this, but that they couldn't just uh, get free viewers. You know how like people complain about League of Legends viewership sometimes because it's like baked right into the uh, client or something, mm-hmm. so that people yeah. when they start playing the game, they have no choice but to watch. Is it LCS? Is that what league is? Or is that yeah. Dota? But yeah, so I'm almost surprised if they didn't do that with the Xbox dashboard. Just force people to watch a stream when they boot it up. You're watching well, it. <laughs> yeah. Or just stick it somewhere. In the- I, I'd be surprised if someone's making that um, statement about league, though, because I've played tons of league. And when you hop on to league on the like the splash page it'll say like lcs is live like so and so is playing but nothing's playing yet you can click on a link to go but it's not like automatically playing it shouldn't be counting any views okay like like naturally i've never seen that myself i remember reading that complaint before that like league viewership wasn't real because of that um but that was also reddit so (laughs) yeah you know i know (laughs) i know some games have done that i think yeah Trying to think, did Overwatch do something like that too with Overwatch League? uh, World Cup or something like that? Something like that. Well, I know the big thing about Overwatch League was the inflated numbers because everyone was sitting in there for the tokens or whatever Mm. um, back when it was on Twitch. And then it went to YouTube and I forgot it even existed. Yeah. I cannot believe how much money blizzard poured in or no not even blizzard got money jesus yeah Yeah. i can't i can't believe how much money people poured into the overwatch league (laughs) yeah it's cool to be there like the the like everything that they have there was really cool state of the art 
And then I just sat there watching Overwatch and just go, I don't <laughs> get it. Now like, I have to watch Overwatch. Like I played, yeah. like I played Overwatch, and there was a point where I played comp and stuff. And but then it's when you watch Overwatch, it's not an esport friendly game. It's literally not at like all. just a clown fiesta ninety nine percent of the time. Well, that's and, uh, that. That's like always been the the issue, right? Or that people bring up with Overwatch League is like they built a competitive league around an esports scene that didn't like organically grow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Outside mm-hmm. of it. And I don't, I, maybe they're doing great, but every time I like check it out, it seems like the relatively low numbers. You know what I mean? I, I'm right there with you. Yeah. yeah. Which right think- seems to be taking the exact opposite approach with Valorant, um, which kind of surprised me because obviously with their background in LCS, I would have thought they would have just immediately been like, just like, just skip it and just say, like, let's just get right into it. But they announced for like the first year or whatever, they're only going to do like grassroots events and people can like dream hack and yeah, mm. people can like make their own tournaments and stuff, but there won't be any official scene yet. And so it kind of sounds like maybe that's what they're going to do, but they can like back it, right? Like they can say like, this is a sanctioned yeah. like event or you something like, like that. You register for it or whatever. And maybe they'll give you like some prizes or something. I have no idea exactly how it works, but it's interesting to see that contrast between overwatch league, which is just like immediately, Millions upon millions upon millions. Um, mm. And then to see Riot not immediately do that with their brand new shooting game, considering their background, especially in esports, definitely uh, surprised me. I thought they were just going to go straight into like Valorant Championship Series or something. So, how's that? Do you guys me. know how that game's doing? It seems like I'm tainted with it because I'm a big CSGO guy. So, like, when I play Valorant, I just think I'd rather be playing CSGO. So, mm. like, I. I played it just to like try it and stuff, but I just I prefer CS go to Valorant. But I can get why people like Valorant more than CS. I tried it because I haven't really played Counter Strike. And I was like, okay, cool, new game. Maybe new game for the channel because I haven't really had like a main game since Overwatch, really. Are you not still doing Destiny all the time? Well, no, I stopped that a while Reluctantly, ago. Reluctantly or? Yeah. No, I made the shift purposefully. Um, yeah. What was Years 2015? Yeah. Maybe early 2016? Yeah, I started double uploading every day. It was like Taken King-ish area. Like mm. era um, when I was well, blowing I know, up. I know some 12-year-olds who must be very upset because <laughs> I, I remember I was babysitting for a family friend and they had a little 12-year-old who was really into games as well. It's like, oh, he's he's a YouTuber. He covers games. Like, do you know Mr. Fruit? I was like, I do know Mr. Fruit. I've talked to him a few times. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Can you call Mr. Fruit? I'm like, no, I cannot. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I love his Destiny videos. Oh. Now, was that your big Was that your big break there? Was yeah. Destiny your, yeah? Man. Destiny was my catalyst. But what a time. I'm not a one-game Andy. Or one game, yeah. Gary. I can't do it. Especially it's, uh, that game, man. Like it, it's a, it's a bad long term decision. I mean, I know all the Fortnite people are happy and swimming in the money right now. Um, I just, I, I, I physically cannot stick with one game for that long. Even if I love the game, even if I'm obsessed with the game, which I have been with every game that I've like gone whole hog into, mm-hmm. and I've really loved Destiny like over the years. I still, every time I go back to it, I'm like, this game feels so good to play. The movement, the shooting, mm-hmm. like 
the all the fucking sound effects and visual effects that they have in this game like they really they must pay those psychologists a lot of money because they can really (laughs) they can trigger that dopamine release like no one else it's they do great um but i never stick around for it i think now especially with destiny 2 i always get to the point where i do like two sets of powerful engram weeklies and then i'm like "Ah, i don't want to do this for 12 more weeks so i'm done (laughs) yeah i don't i feel the same way about it and i've been and i used to play it all the time and now i I don't ever play it well the the unfortunate curse it goes through right now is there's new content you go to hop on but then you realize you have to continue to play old content to have a chance to play the new content which no one wants to do especially when you've been playing that like the hardcore players and people who play it daily have just played that content day in and day out for months when it's normally and now the tell them, event over yeah, now over. do that again for two more weeks, and then you can do the new content. Like, the it, game I is mean, it, great, but at the same yeah, time. That, 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 that problem is like, as far as I'm concerned, it's pretty much un, uh, impossible. It's an impossible problem to solve. And that is a problem of you're designing a game to be um super repetitively playable, something that people are going to play every single day. You cannot... It's not possible to develop new content fast enough to appease everyone, so it's going to get repetitive if you have a player base who's playing the same content for 10 hours a day. Like, the only way to work around that is, like, procedural generation, right? But people get tired of that, too. You know what I mean? Because at the end, no matter what, like, the play space you're moving around is, whether or not it's procedural and looks slightly different every single time you go through, the process you're going through of acquiring gear is still the same it's just like wrapped in a slightly different package so i try not to get too hung up on that stuff because i kind of realize like what's at play like they're all of these loot games they dole out like incremental increases in power is ultimately what it is that's what the power engrams are that's what grinding for a better role in any mmo is like wow or something or hoping for your warforged or to get that socket on your piece of gear you're just re- you're more or less replaying the same thing over and over again for a dice roll at slightly better. That feels good, so you do it for a hundred more hours, and you hope it happens again. Um, I'm I've really been trying in the past few years to know realize when that's happening and just hop off the train and be like, okay, I had fun, but I don't need to play this game for the rest of my life. You know, I can move on. You're but a better I man get, than most. Well, that's the thing though, because I've been there too. I get when you're so invested in a game and you love it so much and you've played it so much for X number of years that you want to keep playing it and you try to find all these things like this is a problem, that's a problem, that's a problem. If they change these things, I would be happy. Um, Not to say that there aren't critiques you could have about Destiny or any loot game, but just realize that like they're designed to get you to keep playing the same stuff over and over again. You will get bored. Even if like they ba- they balance the supers better, or your favorite weapon, uh, or that or that overpowered weapon gets uh, undertuned, so that you can be, I don't know. And we don't need a yeah. Well, Every, everything you're saying is head. right. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, there's a lot more reasons why D two specifically is so unsatisfying. I think someone said it best on Twitter uh, that despite. You know, there's no there's no such thing as infinite content. No developer can keep up with the demands of someone who plays the game like ten hours a day every day, right. which in this like in in this current gaming space is not uncommon at all. Uh, the problem is with Destiny is there's no point 
at which you feel like you're satisfied leaving the game uh, because your entire gameplay is based around, oh, uh, do these weeklies that you've always been doing, uh, get these god rolls because you get fed god rolls all the time. And there's no end point because the seasons have no like end of a campaign. There's no uh, like huge new raid tiers to do. And then once you're done, you're like, oh, I got everything. I'm done. Tight. I'll wait for the next patch. Uh, and that just doesn't exist in Destiny in the way that like with other MMOs where you're at a point, you get what you want, and you're like, yeah, I think I'm done for a little bit. So D2 is an interesting one. I still love yeah. the game, though. <laughs> yeah. It's a love-hate relationship. I swear it was Destiny. I might be misremembering, but I think it was with Destiny 1 or early on in Destiny 2, there was a quote from someone on the development team that was basically like, it must have been with Destiny 1, they basically said, we're happy if people play our game for a few months and then put it down until the next expansion. I think it was Deej, their community manager. Yeah. At, was it D1, do you remember? Probably. Before I... they started doing like a lot of the repeatables, because I think that was the complaint, like, I came from WoW and so many people came from all these MMOs and these other loot games. And they're like, we want Diablo Rifts. We want such and such a system so that we keep playing all the time. And their response was, well, you don't, you don't have to play this game every day. Like you can play it, get to that uh, satisfying conclusion. Like you were just talking about and then put it down until we drop our next expansion. And people are like, no. And then, and then look, and now we've got the repeatable content. Well, the interesting thing is they said that, but like at some points it felt like they didn't even know what their own game was. Like sometimes yeah. the game made you feel like you needed to play all the time, but then you couldn't mm-hmm. or you wouldn't want to. Yeah. Or like, especially then, I think when he made that quote that like MMO, they're like, that's not us. Oh, Whoa, yeah. don't throw that on us. us. And then they yeah, walked like, that back this year. And now they're like, yes, that's, we are. An MMO. Yeah. But now that the, they said for the first time, um, when they split from, uh, Activision, like the first time they equated Destiny 2 to an MMORPG or MMORPG, whatever the words they were, but they yeah, like sure, said yeah. MMO for the first time. And people so, were like, <laughs> yeah, like that's sick. And then here we are. Get and it's kind of like, well, um, but yeah, we, anyone that listens to this podcast know, knows yeah. that we always rant about destiny we so. have we have our own destiny corner we, are, yeah. we always find a way do you still play starcraft sort uh, <laughs> no. no 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 the only game that i regularly consistently go back to is world of warcraft that's the okay. only game i i usually get hyper focused um i i did play a bit of vanilla and it was a similar situation where i was like all right my warlock is level 60 I don't want to go back to Molten Core. <laughs> so I, ha- I had a hell of a time leveling. And I 100%, if they release a classic Burning Crusade, I will play the shit out of that. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm getting older. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, it, when, I was, when I was 18, I could justify playing 12 hours a day. I can't do that anymore. It's actually part of the reason that I kind of stepped back from live streaming because I was getting tired of playing video games for eight straight hours. I just other stuff i want to do mm-hmm. you know what i mean i still love video games i just can't i can't fritter away my time i don't think fritter is the right so word, no starcraft 2 ever no i don't no <laughs> well the because that's how you found him right like that's how you found yeah him well for me it was yeah i had found him for, he's a he's a stand force right? oh, all right <laughs> I, he's well, an old stand back in the he day told me. Yeah, he goes, he told goes, me. it goes deep that's how i found him it was him husky he mentioned him earlier Day nine, 
And I know who day nine is from Hearthstone, though. He, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's still kicking around. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I still keep up with him. He just hosted that uh, PC Gaming Award show, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and Total Biscuit. And those are the people I was watching for StarCraft because I was getting into it. Um, I never played the first one. And so I was looking up stuff. And I remember I would come across your videos, watch some of yours, watch other people's. That's get how I'd best, originally. Who'd you get the best strategies from? Ooh, uh, don't, don't uh, say me. Like I, uh, um, I, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> honestly, probably, probably Husky. I think at the time, probably Day Nine. Though. No, it must be well, Day Nine. Day Nine's very smart. Day Nine had really interesting. Um, it sounded like he, what he would do with you was a lot of the times he would pull up replays, mm-hmm. but he would just dissect them, and it'd be super interesting. Um, well, and he's got that whole history. Him and his brother, tasteless, right? Uh, They've got their Artosis. whole history and uh, no, art. No, tasteless yeah, yeah. Artosis Artosis is, is, a pro is the other caster. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but they have like a rich history and involvement in StarCraft One esports, and yeah. yeah. So that just added to it. But so that's how I know I found you, and um, that was aside from like Call of Duty commentaries. That was really like the only other gaming content I'd consumed at the time. Um, I forgot about that, man. That era of YouTube, well, that was the fucking <laughs> yeah. That like, that I, like that was pretty much it, right? I mean, there was you just you, you just had to stuff, sit there but... and talk while playing a game, like no editing required. Well, not even it would be the other way, right? You just play, get the recording, and then right. just have it running and just rant. And people, right. I ate it up. Hey, man, it's kind of coming that was back. What content was back yeah. then? Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's what, just that was the meta. It's kind of coming back. You see, it's kind of like what Leafy, the whole Leafy era. Where he'd do like surf and just talk. Yeah, all, you, you just talk shit about children and the latest <laughs> drama, like what's going on with Keemstar. And mm-hmm. like you get all these kids, hundreds and thousands of kids, just watch those videos. You know, do like 15 minutes of ranting about some bullshit drama that's not going to matter in five years from now. And it's that time again, ladies and gentlemen. Time for this ad break. You can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Ever tried to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest and flip-flops? Yeah, we've all been there too. But here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. It's not about giving up, it's about switching it up. Fume takes your bad habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning, flavored air device that just does that. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses delicious flavors. I love how this thing looks. It's beautiful and real wood. The shape of it is so cool, and I look cool using it. So if you want to be like me and break your bad habit, start the year off right with the good habit by trying fume.com slash GG and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners of the show 10% off whenever they use the code GG to help make starting the good habit that much easier. So make sure you guys check it out in the description. Try fume.com slash GG. Well, see, my favorite part was um, I'd listen to some people, but it would be like, jeez, 
I have some names. I'm sure there would be so many more. Like um, Woody's Gamer Tag, Scene mm-hmm. Anders, of course. He's like he was the reason I started YouTube. Scene Anders equals three. Um, what the fudge? There are so many. Uh, Mark of J. Mark of J. That was just entertaining. God, I can't even respawn that whole thing. But for me, the yeah. ones I watched wasn't just like drama or just like gameplay talk it was usually it was essentially what i think of like a mini podcast to me someone talking about like an interesting topic and then for like 10 or 15 minutes they're kind of getting philosophical and just discussing something and to me that was cool like for me most of the time too i was working at the time doing like a data entry so for me i would just have it on the background those were my podcasts mm. i would just listen to what they're saying i wasn't even watching the gameplay but i just always found it entertaining and i guess i connected to them too immediately anyway because i'm like oh they like gaming and they're talking about this, like, oh, they play the game I play, and they're doing this. Right. And that's where it all started for me, and I tried my hand at it. What That wasn't meant for me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we fast-forwarded, <laughs> here we are, and I went a different way, a new channel, and a different way with my content. But that's actually what I wanted to ask you about, because like you'd mentioned, you kind of started more with guides, breakdowns, but now I would say you're more like news-oriented, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it, like news or just like topics, just things I'm interested in. Like I, every once in a while, I'll put out a list video. Those can do really well, but I'll make them about like uh, was one that I did recently that did really well, like the upcoming MMOs. Or I did an MMO review, like a 2020 MMO review, which, but yeah, I, I'll talk about like current topics or just think, things, upcoming games I'm interested in. My, my content changed um, all the time. It'll probably change a month from now. <laughs> like I just, I'm, I, I'll just always try new things. Not even because I think like this is the best way to go. I'm, I'm always, all the time, I struggle with like what kind of content should I make? Like, should I try to make entertaining videos? Should I try to make commentary? Should I try to do new stuff? I think I just need to start making multiple channels. It's actually something that I've, <laughs> I've seriously considered, and I might start. This is my announcement. Uh, I, I will probably you will probably see another YouTube channel from me at some point in the future because because there's I, I I'll be so inspired watching other YouTubers. Like there was oh, for a long stretch, I was watching Casey Neistat all the time, and I was like, I would love to make vlogs like this. Like this is so freaking cool. Like he just goes about his day. He picks like a general theme and he wraps like a visual narrative around it. I'm like, that's really cool. And then sometimes like I've done a few uh, vlogs of when I would go to gaming conventions like PAX East or something kind of with that in mind. You know what I mean? It's like, that was a lot of fun. It was so much different from what I've done before. During my Overwatch days, I would literally just, Hey, what is Blizzard said today? And I would talk about <laughs> it for 10 minutes over Overwatch gameplay people watched it so apparently i mean but yeah supply yeah, and demand I've, exactly um but there's like i there's just i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> to put it simply hey, that's a no all right so i've yeah my content's changed a ton over the years it will no doubt continue to change but maybe the better way to go about it would just be to have separate channels and i think i, I very well how has that been for you like how has how has managing like different styles or genres of content on several channels been besides a headache? I'm sure. Well, that's certainly been part of it. I mean, I've been struggling cause like we just made a new channel for this podcast specifically cause we are currently it's a good idea. I think we it's were, a good idea. we were housing it on the main channel and we're like taking a hit right now because of it. Cause obviously it's getting yeah. pushed live to not, you know, nearly 2 million subscribers. Right. Um, 
But I do think, one, I think it was actually affecting my main channel a little bit um, in the way that the algorithm was seeing less viewer interest on this specific day and this specific content style, blah, blah, blah. Who really knows how that all works? Um, so that was a part of it. But that's why I made my second channel originally because kind of the same way with you, I would watch certain content, get inspired. I always kind of wanted to do more Let's Plays. Mm-hmm. And I really like um, Pokemon Nuzlocke. I don't know if you've ever seen those. Um, but I was all about them and those wouldn't fit anywhere on my main channel. So instead I made a second channel. I was like, hey, if this sounds interesting to you, come over here, watch this. And on that second channel, it's like no editing. Um, it's still a lot of work, but like my main channel is like hyper editing. Like yeah. put a lot of production into it where the second one is like, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to play something. You're just, that's it, right? Like that's the, the slot of time. And juggling those has been tough but fun and when i do get to do it and i'm not too busy that i'm actually able to like start another thing on the second channel it's just a nice breakup from the usual stuff like recently even on my main channel past couple months i've stopped double uploading and i've only been single uploading but at the same time i've been doubling down on the time i spent editing the videos Mm. so they're a little higher production but this way i'm I'm more involved instead of before it felt like I was just recording, editing, pumping out, pumping out, like whatever. Okay. Next one, next one. Someone would be like, Oh my gosh, I love that video of yours. And I go, I don't even remember that. I'm going to be honest with you. Right. Like that was like, that was just an hour of my life editing. And then it's just bop onto the next one, onto the next one. Whereas now I'm spending more time and it's, I'm finding it to be more fun. And it's just enough of a, like, break from the mundane of what I was doing normally, my normal schedule. That's been really good, but I'm right there with you, especially earlier on. I had a lot of different, very varied styles of content, and that was because like, ooh, I want to try this. Ooh, I want to try that. And it was a lot easier to experiment. And now, not having as much time to experiment, or also kind of feeling like maybe I don't have the luxury anymore. Like, I kind of feel like I've I have this style of content, my main channel that people know me for. And sometimes I try and do some new stuff. Sometimes it doesn't land. Sometimes it does. Mm -hmm. But I can totally see where you're coming from. And I can totally understand why it's like there's never one clear voice that your content speaks from necessarily. Um, And for me, it's been tough, but still doing it day in, day out. And I just find whatever can keep it fresh. So you guys are doing the podcast channel now? Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you have the clips channel yet? Right now, we're doing you the clips on the main channel, or yeah, well, this the clips are gonna podcast be like a part channel. Of okay, the channel you have to do. Honestly, at least from my perspective, a majority of the podcast I watch will be the clips. Me too. Because like, you you take that you take that ten minute segment from the two hour conversation about whatever topic and throw that uh, in the title and. It just, they seem to draw so much attention. Well, so, yeah. Well, we talked about, and it you, it would be way easier to do clips if I was still there doing like the live editing and like oh, cutting yeah. the videos up. Cause then I could just, oh, like right here, Force talked about where he started and all that kind of stuff. So I could do it while I was editing it. But now it's like, now we just take it and rip it and just throw in, cause we used to have multiple perspectives. Thank Corona. <laughs> so. Well, and for me, I try and keep it straight, but having to sort things out for two sometimes those three channels all in one week with everything i'm doing sometimes it just like i need to get to that but it's just not the top of my list right so 
we need to get better at that but that's why we eventually moved to this new channel it's only been like two three weeks um episode i think i think overall it's probably a probably the right call because to have like normal gameplay videos and then throw in a two-hour podcast yeah it's just the 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 inconsistency Mm -hmm. there i think is a problem for viewers so yeah i'm gonna try i'm also i'm I, I I was serious. I was kind of half joking, but also serious that I'm. It's just it's it's kind of a daunting task to start a brand new channel, but I think I could do it. I do. Cause I've I've made some really good edited stuff before. I think what I might do is my main channel might just turn into topic discussion and news because I've kind of had always had that flow through the content I've done over the years, mm-hmm. and uh, and then I'm just going to start doing some really well edited vlogs and stuff. Um. I don't know. We'll and then see. maybe that becomes the main channel. You never know. Oh, yeah. Who, who knows? Oh. Dude, YouTube's. That'd be fun. YouTube's In great. a perfect world. Mm-hmm. Right. I remember watching Casey Neistat and thinking the same stuff. Like, man, this would be sick to think. But then I'm like, I do nothing every day. I know. And that's, that's when I realize, too. like, <laughs> what am I going to do? the mailbox. Cut, cut. <laughs> yeah. Like, like here I am editing. Like, uh, editing some man. more. Recording. I've editing. thought about like, hey, maybe I'll do a vlog about like what it's like to be a YouTuber, and then I was like, this is here's the, here's the vlog. I'm yeah. here <laughs> for twelve hours and <laughs> scene. Like Change the camera angle. Like everyone's like always like when we did like our our charity stream, they were like, do like a vlog or something, and it's like, what do you want us to vlog about? Like, <laughs> I'm not that interesting. You don't do anything. Yeah. Like, hey guys, and what are we gonna I do now gonna go- anyway? clean my car now i'm gonna go get a car wash like, <laughs> and this is and this is me falling asleep on my couch because i'm depressed <laughs> with max right now uh, yeah, and... like, literally like that it's like i don't know what do you want me to do uh, this is me having a mental breakdown in the middle of the day and if anything would... in front of my computer if i'm gonna stream or not yeah. for an hour and a half <laughs> yeah. oh my god if anything like, I... it would just like put people peeking into the window of just how lonely this job could be like yeah right well, it yeah, would probably yeah, turn yeah. a lot of people well, I think off a lot like, of people have had oh. struggles with that before I mean, totally yeah one of one of my favorite videos that i've it? actually done in the past year was when i was when i relapsed into classic wow and i was playing oh, that I, game oh, that, okay thank god i i i, <laughs> I relapsed, relapsed and i was like whoa i'm sorry man <laughs> <laughs> okay it got I really like, heavy oh, here whoa, whoa. It's <laughs> Hon- <Okay. laughs> honestly though okay i'm not to dim- diminish like drug addiction but mm-hmm. that thing it took over my life for like 12 to 14 hours a day for over a month straight and one of the favorite videos that i made uh, over the past year was just like basically making a video talking about that and i kind of made it funny vlogging about how like i have no life i'm skipping showers skipping meals i'm barely sleeping i'm just completely addicted to wow and um what were we talking about yeah but i I guess that was the point and the video did really well because it was like it was honest like Mm -hmm. this is just real this is not not healthy to wow like when it came out we didn't see we Shark legit lost him for three for, months or yeah three, four three months four months make not when did it come out september it was october november december january february yeah. march maybe because he had to get I, high war about, about five months yeah he got high warlord oh so. my god that is ridiculous see see and then like we would always ask him like you can't like take an hour to get away like and he's yeah. like no dude nope like, like, high like a, warlord yeah 
And then we asked our friend Dado, and, and we were just like, Dado, like, what do you know about this? And he's like, no, he's right. He can't take an hour off. Like, he's gotta keep going. <laughs> like he's, yeah, the way <laughs> the way the way the, the reason it's so ridiculous is because the way it works in wow it, the rankings the pvp rankings it's basically you're compared to everyone else who's pvping so you have to if someone's playing for 12 hours a day you have to play for 13 hours a day if oh. you want to beat them <laughs> Dude. and and so that's why most people when back when i played classic wow originally um Before, I, when it was just wow yeah mm-hmm. um I knew it it was a pair of brothers that we knew were just swapping off the account and they played 24 hours. And that's the guy that I knew who had high warlord. Um, So it is, it's, it is ridiculous that you have a friend who did that. Cause (laughs) that's like, that's, I mean, rightfully so. I can't That's imagine said. committing to that. We said, we hope we find a game that we love that much. Too. Yeah. You know, like more power to you. Man. Something to uh, grind that much for. I, I didn't believe him. I really didn't. I didn't think it was that hard <laughs> until like I told people and they were like, oh my God. Like, yeah, most people were like, just like another one that's just like, geez, like that's crazy that he did that. It's a commitment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, um, uh, I can move to Patreon questions if you want, Mr. Fruit, or if you had a something. I have one thing I want to bring up real quick. Okay. Well, there's a couple more, but we'll just get to this. Because okay. uh, speaking of expectations, uh, we had the Pokemon Direct last week where they announced the or they oh, like briefly yeah, showed dlc <laughs> yeah uh they re- revealed a new pokemon snap some random oh. mobile games and then they're like by the way tune in to another direct on june 24th and they had a whole bunch of stuff in the back like people were like oh they're teasing us like they're alluding I'm so to this in, i'm actually so people, interested in seeing your opinion on yeah, this people are like bro this like guy. it's gonna be this or it's, it's gonna be sick Ooh, it's got what did you guys think it was gonna be I thought it was going to be uh, Pokemon Go Johto. Yeah, I thought it would or be Let's Johto, Go. Go. Pokemon Let's yeah, Go Johto. Let's Go. A lot and... of people wanted the Sinnoh remakes, and there's no way. There was no way we were getting Sinnoh remakes when they're like doing a DLC cycle right now. But so instead, I wake up this morning, and while I'm doing cardio, I'm like, oh, boy. the Pokemon thing is, oh, let me pull this up. It's like about to start. Now, precursor for E-Force, yeah. you would think Pokemon, oh, that's a kid's game, right? That's uh-huh. oh, we're vibing like that. that the community is probably so nice. Literally, the most outspoken community of a game I have ever seen. When you when these people don't get what they want, dude, it gets really nasty in the best way possible. Because I love watching this type of shit happen. <laughs> <I> love seeing <laughs> it unfold. All I know is I went on to Reddit and I was like, okay, new Pokemon thing. I clicked on the trailer. I was like, that is a lot of downvotes. Yeah. yeah, that is a lot of downvotes. What is going I on? Like this. People are pissed. So they go to unveil it, and essentially they've been working with this Chinese company in Tencent. Uh, it's like Timit with Tencent, and it's this new Switch slash mobile game that is like a mobile light version of Pokemon. And when it first got unveiled, I mean, personally, still too, I'm excited to play it. I love mobas. <laughs> And I'm like, I'll give it a shot anyway. It's going to be free to play. Whatever, screw it. Um, I will also, like, my life doesn't depend on whether or not this Pokemon yeah. game gets announced. So for me, it was like, oh, hey, cool. Maybe something I can try. And I like MOBAs. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'll try. And then I go online and everyone's pissed. Well, yeah, you, you and, put in the DMs and I thought it was like a well-received thing. And nope, it was not. I was hyped. <laughs> now, yeah. so, so besides like the 10 cent meme of 
everyone hates Tencent. Yeah. Um, what are people mad about? Is it because they didn't get the the game that they were hoping? So or a lot of it was their expectations. Was because of like yeah. last stream. Like some people said, maybe they would have taken this better if in the last stream they revealed this and then saved the Pokemon Snap announcement for today's mm. thing. Like something a little bit bigger. But because, and I mean, to be fair too, it's completely on the community. They're the ones that set the expectations. Yeah. Pokemon didn't say anything. They're just like, hey, true. Tune, tune in, in for in. more news next week. And that's it. And then, of course, the community's like, oh my gosh, it's going to be this. No, I bet it's going to be this. Oh, it's going to be Breath of the if? Wild version of Pokemon. Right. Like, like, everyone's freaking out. So they set the bar way too high. And if I've learned anything about Pokemon, uh, don't expect anything. Um, yep. And that works out. So, um, so they announce it, and I think a big part of that was like, who asked for this? Uh, like, disappointment. We were waiting for this or X and Y. I think that was a big part of it. And then everyone's jumping on the pay to win, ten cent, mm. blah blah blah. Um, and I mean, we have no idea how microtransactions. Obviously, there will be microtransactions. But we have no idea yeah. how, how I how they'll work. Um, what that'll look like. Who knows? Again. Might be just a cool little time waster on the toilet for all I know. Who knows? But probably will be. But I just didn't take it that seriously. But everyone else, like this was do or die, apparently, and they're very yeah, upset. I saw I saw people complaining about their phrasing of free to start, but you you could also say that's every MOBA. Pretty right? yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Literally, MOBA every is MOBA. free to start. But I, maybe maybe it's maybe it is the specific wording because free to start means at some point you might have to pay to continue yeah. versus pay to unlock like cosmetics or something. Right. So I don't know. I guess it could we'll also see. be, I just don't get why they're upset because they got something, you know, like they got something Pokemon related. That's different. Like, mm. It might also be something maybe lost in translation or maybe Nintendo always has a weird way of saying things or like being super upfront, maybe because it's a kid's game to just straight up be like, or like free to start or whatever to right. just maybe recognize because like like you said MOBAs are free uh, the most <laughs> money I've ever spent to a game is League of Legends a free to play game so yeah, yeah they're free um, but I uh, the the thing though is I was actually thinking about it earlier though is like MOBAs a lot of the money they make is off skins but I don't yeah. know how they're going to do that with Pokemon you can't just be like Shiny. Charizard's now yeah, like maybe recolors. But so it'll be interesting. It's probably going to have to do something with like opening Evolution, a chest, like, but it takes five yeah. hours. Or you can spend gems to open it now. Sure. That's probably what most mobile games are like. It wouldn't surprise me. Well, how does like I know League has that whole I've only really ever spent much time with Dota. But I, don't they have some kind of like skill tree thing in League? They did. They used to they have runes. Okay. They used to have runes that would give a marginal but enough of an advantage that, like at higher play, it could mean a big difference. And it was like you had to spend IP or RP. IP is like the free currency you gain in game by just playing, and it's changed since then. But then RP is like the premium currency that you can buy. And the reason it was contentious was because free-to-play players, you play the game and you slowly get IP. But if you want to buy new champions, you need to spend IP. So you're either spending it to buy new IP or spending it to buy these runes, which are pretty expensive and very marginal 
like uh, differences in stats and all this kind of stuff. So for a while, that that was the most arguable I would have, and that it was either pay to win or pay to play. It was a marginal difference, but then they redid the system to where those are completely gone, and now there's runes and masteries, but everyone has them unlocked. Oh. Um, so it's just like a little skill tree you get to choose from now. It doesn't cost anything. And then the difference between if you've played Dota, I believe Dota every champion's free to play or hero is free, right? Yeah. It's all just skins and then like the battle pass that they do. With so their, with uh, League, they've always had it to where there's a free rotation, but you have to buy every champion. Um, which for some people, for me, like I started with League, so that wasn't that wasn't as weird to me. But I know like people who try Dota and then go to League, they complain about it. Right. I think there's pros and cons to both. I've heard Dota people say that while that is nice for Dota, it can also be super overwhelming. Because you just click on, you have like 80 people to choose from. Like, oh my goodness. Whereas like maybe you go on League and they have like, especially with, within like the first 10 levels, the rotation of champions are specific to like beginner friendly. So that you know what you're picking and then you go from there. And then I do think it's a little steep to buy. Like if you want every champion, which I have obviously because I oh God. did not <laughs> stay free to play. Um, but I mean, I'm talking like I have put thousands of hours into this game um so it's a mixture and for me like i don't regret any of the money i spent for me i felt like i got more i got enough of fun from it that i did with like putting money into it which i think is like a problem nowadays too like i was seeing actually this morning some complaint it was on the front page or something from the animal crossing subreddit and someone's like this game needs more content and he's like i've played like 600 hours man but like <laughs> yeah now i'm bored it's like you paid 60 bucks, you got 600 hours. I mean, yeah, there could be more content, but like, <laughs> that seems like a pretty good deal. Like, that seems like you uh, had I'd say, fun. I'd say you got a successful game, buddy. Like, yeah. yeah, you got your money's worth. And I think it's kind of like more to speak to what you said about Destiny, where people are like, I've played this game for so many years. I want to play it more. So we need more stuff. But, you know, some people don't like stop to look and be like, well, wait, I, I have gotten a lot out of this. I just want yeah. more. I mean, it's like every time you see a meme about a negative Steam review and then they like zoom into <laughs> played hours is 3,000. It's like, yeah, exactly. Game was okay. You don't hate the game that much. Yeah. <laughs> the recurring meme of the Destiny uh, community is, yeah, I mean, this is probably the best worst game I've ever sunk 3,000 hours into. It was okay, <laughs> I guess. Because Destiny playtime hours for a shooter are super high, right? Like, I think I have, I'm probably coming up with like 3,000 hours in Destiny 2. Jesus. And, and I would say like the average player has like at least like 1,200, 1,500 hours, which for like a normal player is a lot. So I don't think I uh, as much as we hate the game, you know, we still play it. So they keep making content and I would keep playing it. So yeah, I'm part of the problem. Have you guys talked much about how, um, how enthusiastic the Destiny community seems to be about them removing content. Because I went on a oh, Twitter. Man. I went on. Don't a, even get me started. I went on a Twitter rant about this, and I completely understand the entire perspective of this was content that nobody went to. So who cares? Um, we just want new content, and if this is what it takes for them to get new content, um, we're fine with it. Valid argument, but I bought every single freaking thing that they're removing. Because before New Light, 
it all costs money. And I think it's just for me, as admittedly, I'm not an avid Destiny player. Uh, the first game I probably played at least a thousand hours in, but Destiny 2, I was like, it's I've I've had this experience more or less, right? Like the general I but but um but from from someone just at the concept of I spent money on this thing in this game and they're taking it away. Yeah. It's just really hard. And and the whole time I was talking about it, I get so much pushback from people who play Destiny every day. So I, I will concede that their opinions are, are more valuable to Bungie than me. So just forget everything I'm saying if if you want to. But it just like I've never seen that before. I've never seen a company say, hey, guys, we have to take this content out to make new content. I, I don't get that either. But well, so so <laughs> the reason it's I'm pretty sure the reason this is happening is because they didn't they were expecting to make destiny 3. So when yep. I remember hearing reports with the first destiny that their like content production pipeline was horrible. Like if they were to add a tree, they would have to render <laughs> or whatever for a week or something. Like it was just crazy. It was so difficult for them to add new content. So like destiny 2, we're going to make it better, but whatever kind of coding that they used it's clearly bloated to the point where they just can't, they can't compress the shit anymore. The file size is too big, which I understand complaints for console players who have a limited amount of storage space and everything. Um, but again, the general concept of them taking out content that I paid money for, it's, and I get that it might come back at some point. I'm just not, I'll just say I'm not used to it. And I'm not saying that I spent every single time I played destiny, I was going to Mars. I'm not saying that. But as someone who, with like a, a history of MMOs, it was always nice to be able to go back and revisit those areas. Yeah. And I think the thing that bothered me the most is my dream always with Destiny has been like, if someone could like take Halo gameplay and stick it in the world of Warcraft, I'd probably have my dream immersive game. Hey, yeah, and I, you I, I always, all of us. I wanted Destiny. I wanted Destiny yeah. to be that, but it's clear because it's high fidelity. The gameplay's fluid. They have other players in there. Um, they can't. They just can't do it. I was hoping one day with Destiny Two, all of Destiny One would just get migrated in, and we would get this ever expanding universe. Um, but it's just, it's clearly, it's clearly not possible. So I understand why Bungie is doing it, but it doesn't make it suck any less for me. So even even if I didn't spend much time in that yeah. stuff, you're the preacher and we're the choir. So yeah. so okay. so I have I'm surprised. A... I'm surprised you guys had that opinion because I got so much kickback from avid Destiny players who were shitting on me, saying it's, "Who gives a shit? Nobody we goes get kickback from Destiny it players." Was, okay. It was a very Destiny community is very divisive in their like what Bungie does with their things, right? Like <clears> Bungie <throat> can do something that's super shitty, and like half the community would be like, "Just fucking like you don't know, dude. You don't know if it's gonna suck. It's probably gonna suck. It ends up sucking. Oh, nobody knew it was gonna suck. It happens. That's just how it is. That's mostly because Destiny community is, for the most part, a very casual player base. So, mm-hmm. um, which is like double edged sword because a lot of people didn't even know about sunsetting. A lot of people didn't even know stuff was going away. So it's a very divided community in that regard. Uh, just because there's such, it's such a weird way of handling the game. Um, I have a theory on why they're doing this. And you are right. I think 100% they were going to go for Destiny 3, but that's not an option anymore because, no. well, they're independent now and right. making a whole new game would mean they would they can't develop. They could say, like, all they want uh, that, um, you know, they could work on Destiny 3, um, and that would be great, but they would absolutely have to stop 
all production on Destiny 2 for a very long time. I think they uh, said that, right? Yeah. In, in some developer interview or in yeah. their post that like they would basically have to cut new content for like a year if they wanted yeah. to work on Destiny 3. So. And and that's just not going to happen considering they're newly independent. They have to have some form of revenue to have your game not be developed for two years, to not have a source of income is just not going to happen. Yeah. So yeah. Um, the problem with Destiny 2 and moving forward with what they want to do, because the game has changed so much, like the game is so much more complex than it was when D2 launched, um, is that the base D2 stuff is really, really bad. The raids are really cool, right? But base D2 stuff is awful. Like guns have Very a single... Boring. Guns are static rolls. You can't even get them random rolled. All that old content is just totally irrelevant. Yeah. Like There's literally no reason to play it. As a new player, it's a nice intro, but there is no reason to touch it. There's no reason to go back to it besides like, oh, yeah, this was a cool raid back in the day. Like, But there's no, there's no transmog, so there's no reason to go back and be like, oh, you can get this cool transmog for your character that's really tight. No reason to do any of that. I think... The content vaulting isn't going to last forever. I think what they're doing is they are building on... Because the foundation of Forsaken, which came out two years ago at this point, um, is probably what they're trying to build up as the basis of like, okay, this needs to be what the entirety of the game standard is moving forward. So, because I don't think... Because they talked about how we don't want... The game can't grow infinitely. Like, the file size would be too huge. And it's like, okay, first of all, that's bullshit. Have you seen Warzone? (laughs) Yeah, people will, people will install if they love your game. Eight they will make room gigabytes. for your game. All right, like they will make room. So, and Budgie's known for giving like half answers to like the but like the process of what they want to do. Like they're not going to straight up say, yeah. So like base D two sucks, so we got to get rid of all that to make room <laughs> for new content, and then that'll be the base D two. Yeah. They're not going to straight up say that. They're going to be like hey, so there's new Destiny content vault, and you know maybe old stuff will come back. And I don't doubt the old stuff won't come back because it will it'll just come back as an updated version so i'm mixed because i don't really like the idea of what you said uh that we don't own our games right when when you say that when you say oh well i paid 60 dollars for this um and when they take stuff away it's kind of sets a standard of oh well we don't actually own our games we're just renting them which kind of sucks um but i'm hoping Although it's Bungie... not like it's not like we haven't been in that situation for 10 yeah. years now with games so it's, yeah. It, it's yeah so it sucks um but my hope is that bungie is doing this with the with the motive of hey we know this old content sucked so we're gonna take it away and bring it back later when it's actually you know bungie-fied destiny 2-fied mm. um Hey, well, and, and they're but working on they a new not. game, right? They're working the, yeah. the job postings that they were looking for. Some guy to make RPG quests and shit. So yeah. maybe my dream of uh, Halo World of Warcraft will come true. You never know in the future. Well, but I saw that too, and I got excited. But apparently, um, some ex-employee or something like uh, specifically like um, HR or something mentioned that when they post job postings, they like to be really cryptic, but also just throw in random stuff. So apparently. Yeah. That job application said that, but like, they're just looking yeah. for a programmer, like something yeah, like that. I mean, like we we don't know, but we all know because they have such a big investment. But a bunch of dungeon making another game. I mean, yeah. I'm down. I'm like you down. don't get you don't get thrown a couple hundred million, and they're like, yeah, don't make a game for us. 
I we'll don't know see. what's going on there. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Cosmodrome and Volta Glass. I'll, I'll play that shit again. I'll yeah. play that shit again. <laughs> hey, nothing like a little n- pull on the nostalgia. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. God, man. Ooh, like, stop bringing back old content. Oh, shit. Am I going to play it? <laughs> You're goddamn right I'm I am. Back. <laughs> Uh, that, I'm well, sure for uh, you guys that'll be a good week of videos, if nothing should else. Should be fun, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we'll round it out with some Patreon questions. Rob, this hit us ends. with them. Uh, this, I think this first question is for fours. Uh, Winky Dinky <laughs> asks, when is Friday Night Magic coming back? Please. <laughs> never again. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I will say never again, but... I, I love Magic the Gathering, but it's uh, it is hard to justify spending all that freaking money. Uh, <laughs> were you playing on of, arena well that's the thing i i i actually really i really actually liked when they did their yearly releases because it was like a closed system um but right now you can spend hundreds of thousands of dollars buying all the magic cards online and i just so i'm all done the, sorry i appreciate the support but <laughs> but uh, never again Robbie asks, uh, "Do you any of you guys watch the UFC? If so, who's your favorite fighter?" Uh, I, I I'm not a big UFC guy. I don't like Casually. to see blood and stuff. You know, like I, I'll see it like if it's on at like Buffalo Wild Wings and I'm walking past or something like that. But I'm not like, All right. oh UFC 27, dude, can't fucking wait. But I'm down to I, watch some dudes beat each other up. It's just that I'm pretty casual. It's like you don't like follow. Yeah, no, if they're like big title fighter, like, yo, here's this big story coming out. Big something like, oh, okay, maybe I'll try and watch it. But the only ones like I've ever bought were like McGregor. McGregor versus uh, Mayweather. I was there. Um, Another McGregor fight. It pretty much is like these really <laughs> big ones where it's like everyone's watching it. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, I'll watch. Otherwise, I'll find highlights or something. I'll be like, oh, okay, cool. Where is the KO? No KO? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much it. Yeah, not my thing. McGregor's funny as hell, though. I've seen so yeah. many interviews with him. I'm like, this guy's a character. <laughs> That's what sells tickets, you know? Yep, for sure. Uh, Blue, are you interested in UFC at all? UFC is not my thing. <laughs> I, I used to be kind of into it because for a long time I was in WWE and I was like, oh, UFC, it's like wrestling, but like real. And like people beat the shit out of each other. And I started watching and I was like, hey, I mean, this is tight, I guess. <laughs> this one. Well, back to video games. You guys want to see some of things that are real? Some live action brain damage. You guys interested? What's that? One of the GG legends has a question. Uh, Grizzly Stag uh, says, "Long time uh, watcher, uh, long time watcher, long time listener." This is a question for everyone. Besides the GCX event, what other charities do you support or prefer to donate to? Also, great job on the GCX event, including everyone that participated in it. Why? Why? um i like to try whenever i do decide to like donate to charities and stuff i i, I kind of do it like on like a whim kind of a thing like if i'm walking out of like a king supers and there's somebody there that's saying hey we're giving like kids backpacks and so there's ringing like, his bell yeah mm. or something like that or like if there's like hey like kids need a backpack like can you buy like one a 25 dollars for like one backpack and then i'll be like oh i'll get two backpacks so it's just something like that where it's like locally and just kind of like a spur of the moment kind of thing and then definitely saint jude as well with like the whole gcx event is one that i like to donate to but mostly like local kind of spur of the moment kind of things for for charity related stuff um i can't get enough of the uh, speed running like summer games done quick, uh, awesome games awesome. done quick. Yeah, that, that's how I first got into Dark Souls, watching those speed runs, and I was just like, "This shit is freaking awesome, dude!" Yeah, 
and uh yeah so i'll donate to that stuff but then yeah uh, stuff in real life as well mm-hmm. when i'm when i'm at like PetSmart, checking out for my dog or something and then they're like there's like a sad kitty and it's like will you donate one dollar to help like i'm like oh my like how am i yeah. not going to they know exactly yeah, what you're yeah. doing. I, I pay my my monthly uh aspca subscription um yeah i would say obviously i donate some big stuff to saint jude every year um on and off i raised some before uh, when we hit one million but then also i've donated sometimes to american suicide prevention um and then aside from that i should get involved in some more stuff doing some more research i think i'd want it to be more local too um Mm -hmm. like in the local community but yeah saint jude's definitely the biggest one i've consistently supported uh blue um so besides saint jude i'll usually donate to like uh well we have a lot of uh we have a lot of civil rights movements going uh, on aclu and, uh, as well sure. and uh yeah so i uh whenever i mean the unfortunate part is that happens so often uh but whenever something big comes up and like there's like a fundraiser for people who are unfortunately affected by it uh i'm not gonna get too far into it but i'll usually donate to those to those mm. gofundies i'll donate to mm. those a lot uh but yeah besides that pretty much saint jude is my other pretty much every year i, I try to give something to saint jude i support kickstarters and sometimes it feels like that so <laughs> does kickstarter uh, still happen yeah. four years later oh right i supported that yeah <laughs> We'll do uh, Dylan as the last one here. Um, what game, if any, do you think will be the next game on the channel, Fruit? Also, a question for everyone. What is your favorite Star Wars thing, show, movie, game, etc.? Um, so, yeah, Christian, what is the next big game? Bruh, I've been looking for it for two years. Bruh. Right? Like, <laughs> bruh. Bruh. like, you tell me, man. Literally, <laughs> did things it not, keep uh, coming. And... Did uh, Warzone not take off for you? That game is so no, good. which is so odd because people like my normal multiplayer, but they yeah. don't like the battle. They, my channel hates battle royales almost. Like, no. like when Fortnite first came out, um, that was like one of the aside from PUBG at the time, really. That and I never really played H one Z one, but it was like one of the first more approachable battle royales that I could make a, an interesting video out of. PUBG was just way too slow for me. Mm. Um. So I was like, oh, let's do this. And then it was like lukewarm. And then people were like, yeah, dude, just stop it, pretty much. I'm like, okay. And then Apex. Just like that they were like, yeah, man, just stop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like, bro, just like. And by that, I mean, you could just tell from views and engagement yeah. and stuff. So then, what was it? Apex was really the next one, which like pops off for like a week. And then it just, it, it goes straight down New the dumps. And then yeah it crashes and then warzone first three videos people like yeah and then after that they're like nah just like go back to multiplayer and i'm like okay (laughs) wish you guys would like battle rouse because like that's the only thing coming out right now that are big but no kidding so yeah i have no idea like valorant thought that might be it played that a little bit and people were like this is slow boring i don't want to watch this i'm like okay well i guess that was not valorant before i i can count like six seven games that i was honestly like this might this might cut it and nothing's cut it since overwatch so something will come out maybe hopefully the podcast cuts it but (laughs) we gotta unfortunately end it now 
Oh, uh, Forrest, thank you for joining us. That was super dope. To, Thanks for having you know, me. All yeah, the stuff, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Where can people find you on the internet? Paint. Uh, Twitter at Force Strategy, as uh, Fruit said earlier, and then on YouTube, if you just search Force Gaming, my actual URL though right now is youtube.com slash Force Gaming YT stands for YouTube. Okay. Oh, Man, that's, <laughs> that's my <laughs> Twitter handle. Know. <laughs> my Twitter handle is uh, Mr. Fruit YT. Yeah, <laughs> you can find me at twitch.tv slash Robbie V. Uh, Blue, you can find me everywhere at Blue Oslo. And you can find me in your local produce aisle. So with that, Hey-o. thank you very much Ooh. for watching episode 43 of the GG Over Easy podcast. We appreciate you. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching or listening. Whatever you listen to your podcast, you're cool. We love you. See you in the next one. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.